1: The Toby Gribben Show podcast. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Toby Gribben Show podcast. Don't forget you can listen to the full show live at shoutradio.org.uk and all of the clips right here on the podcast. Anyway, enjoy the interview. For children of Ukraine, innocence is in the firing line. Your donation will give them food and first aid, water and warmth. Visit unicef.ie to have an immediate impact now. Pratesh Walia is a jazz guitar player and educator who's on the line here just now. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Just, you know, surviving in Boston cold. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's beginning to get warmer here all of a sudden, so there's some positivity there.
0: Yeah, same here, but uh, I'm sure in no time it will start snowing again (laughs) in Boston.
1: Probably. Anyway, how would you? Describe the
0: style of your guitar playing and music, first of all. Yeah, I think uh, if I had to think of my style, I, I try my best not to um, box myself into a specific style mm-hmm. of music, but my influences have been mostly jazz, jazz musicians. But I'm also like super influenced by classical music and Brazilian music, so I would I would call myself a distracted jazz player <laughs> as, as my style, because as much as I like the freedom aspect of playing jazz, I also like everything else that other genres have offered me. You know, mm. so <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you think it's important to get inspiration from a variety of genres?
0: I think so. Um, as a as a player and as a composer, as a writer, I think it's uh, important to not always keep your mind <clears throat> boxed in one genre of music. Even though any genre of music will offer you a lot of a lot of things to think about, a lot of things to put in your own music. Yeah. But every music comes from a different lineage of history and culture, you know, Mm -hmm. which is very unique to itself. Yeah. You know, so it's, uh, it's kind of interesting to get something from, from everything. (laughs) Mm.
1: Yeah. So what was your earliest memory of music?
0: Well, I think um, I'm fortunate enough to come from a country like India, Mm. where um, music is everywhere in the corner of every street. Yeah. Uh, you know, you go watch a movie. There's a music. You know, because every movie is a musical. Yeah. You know, you go for. <laughs> you know, you go for someone's wedding. It's uh, you have music. You know, you go for anything as um, as amazing and happy as um, as as someone's wedding or someone passes away in their funeral. <laughs> you you experience music in every every place. So for me. I think I was experiencing music all the time, but I wasn't really realizing that I was experiencing music all the time. So if I had to put myself and ask myself when was the first time, I would say since the moment I could like, comprehend that there's music going on, which is early, early, early age, you know, mm-hmm. six, eight. Uh, I never really formed interest to understand what this is, you
1: know. Yeah, and yeah. I wouldn't really think of jazz as being a type of music that is traditionally listened to in India, but is it like that, or is it still a global genre that you still get over there?
0: Well, you're completely right. Um, jazz is, like, completely not a part of uh, music, the music listening and music performance experience in India mm. well primarily because India is like very very rich uh, in its culture there's a uh, North Indian South Indian music there's like the Bollywood like popular music and then you know this is mostly what comprises of, uh, of the music there's a small niche community of people very small um, that that want to get into jazz and want to like expand it you know Hmm. um so yeah you're completely right um jazz is not something that's that's there (laughs) even my parents till date don't really understand the music (laughs) i i i like and i listen to you know
1: yeah so how did you actually end up playing jazz if you're from a country like india
0: Yeah, I, exactly. Well, that's that's the interesting question because at very young age, when I was like I don't know maybe ten or eleven, um, I I remember being in an Indian. I was in an extracurricular aspect part of my schooling, and we would get like thirty minutes or an hour to to try out. It, it used to be called music, art, or dance. MDA you know, and I, you know, I knew I can't dance, and I used to take art lessons already, (laughs) so I was doing that, and I was like, you know, I have this fascination of music, or playing an instrument, I need to, I need to see what this offers, and I would go into my music classes, but they were all uh, classical Indian music classes, you know, and um, with Indian classical instruments, so I was always, like, not really um, into it, because I would see these instruments and this music everywhere, so for me, the interest kind of like wasn't there in me because i was seeing it so much but i had this um a guitar in the corner of the room that had three strings that i was like wow this is mm-hmm. this seems like a cool instrument mm-hmm. and i could just pick up and strum and something would come out of it um but i think my interest to jazz like first it started off with what is this instrument guitar let's try and play it let's try and understand what's happening you know and then try and learn rock tunes because Indian classical music was at such an abundance in India that I kind of wanted to get away from that. Mm -hmm. Not in a bad way. It's just if you have something happening around you so much, either you want to stay in it and continue and enjoy it, or you want to find something that you've never heard or seen before. And my mind was more towards something that I haven't seen or heard. Um, So I gravitated towards Western music, you know, and jazz was like something that I found way later in my life when I started getting into education and teaching myself what is happening with this instrument.
1: Yeah. So what kind of stuff did you do in between starting music and discovering jazz? Was it a mixture? Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, I think at that period of time, I was just trying to figure out, and I had a, you know, where we, where I come from in India, we're, we're from this place called Noida in in India. Mm. Uh, it's like. Part in the in our in the capital region, and um, you know at that point um, I don't think we yeah, I even owned a guitar. So the the first thing was trying to just learn to play <laughs> whatever I can school but the thing is also this is so weird because I feel like some of my folks from school would like listen to this somewhere and they'd probably get a good laugh because I they, every, we were kind of forced to learn Indian classical music but mm-hmm. I would go home and try and learn uh, ACDC or like <laughs> you know and I would show up to class trying to play that and my teachers were always super annoyed of me because mm-hmm. I, I never really wanted to study the stuff they were giving out to me mm-hmm. um, and I kind of wanted to find my own thing on the instrument and I feel it I think it was not too long till my my teacher who was mm-hmm. teaching me into classical music kicked me out of the class <laughs> <laughs> and said that you know yeah and said that you know this is this is not happening well because I understand because There's a certain amount of respect and culture that goes with indie classical music and uh, Mm. that has to be a part of you. But that was completely missing for me. My attitude was more about, I want to learn to play rock music or blues music, you know, be cool like the the rock band kids, you know, I want to be that. So, (laughs) not too long ago, I was kicked out. which was a, a good and a bad thing. Hmm. A bad thing because, well, I don't get to access the guitar that I was because I didn't have a guitar at home. Yeah. But good thing I got this free time of an hour where I could borrow a guitar and just practice myself. <laughs> yeah. cool. So I would just uh, I would just teach myself rock songs and uh, try and see try and convince my mom to buy me a guitar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was like the main thing that was happening. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: and. There is generally this idea
1: that music can't be a proper job and maybe, I don't know, in India is that even more of an ideology. So have you made music a
0: proper job for you? Well, I mean, I think, well, I'm now in Boston, which is very different from life in India. I think in India... Yes, most people still consider, and I hear this all the time when I go to India and teach, that you can't really make uh, a life in uh, music and really survive.
1: Hey, I'm home. Honey? Hi, love. Hi, love. I just got in. Where are you? I'm behind the shower curtain in the attic bathroom. You're behind... The shower curtain in the attic bathroom. Your yeah, kids found the sweets. Have fun, get them in bed. Love you. Bye.
0: Right. Connect in every corner of your home with our enhanced coverage technology. Vodafone Super Wi-Fi. Now with Wi-Fi Calling. Together we can. Subject to eligibility, activation, and limitations with Vodafone Broadband, install fee may apply. See Vodafone.ie slash Super Wi-Fi. The, the, the Lotto jackpot's been won. Again. Already? That's three times in just three months. The National Lottery. It could be you. Play responsibly. Play for fun. ...and and, um, feed yourself and make decent bread by just playing music. And in India, well, that's because... The problem in India is that there are set paths already. In school, we're taught very high level of math, very high level of science, Mm. because they kind of expect you to graduate and become a doctor or an engineer or something in a high industry that involves technology. So a lot of math and brain, STEM, technological, because that's kind of understood as like the highest paying jobs that kind of help you survive, you know. Arts don't really have that much of a of a value in actually it's the opposite arts are looked at as something that you can't survive in and in in like in in, in community people kind of look down on it that you know they they're like oh this person is uh, pursuing arts." it's kind of you already know that's like set up to failure yeah. you know it's it's kind of how <laughs> it's kind of how it is it is taught of um, unfortunately unless you're like a really renowned and come from a big family of Indian classical musicians then it's like kind of rooted in your family um, and then you kind of really looked of one you know mm. um, but other than that it's uh, it's almost impossible to convince even till now um, your parents that you want to do music I had a special story but most 99% of the time it's almost impossible but if I have to sure. say for myself in Boston I think it's yes it's definitely a hustle to actually survive as a musician yeah but uh, well I've been here for like eight nine years you know. I, I got my undergrad here. I got my master's in jazz here. And, uh, mm. you know, I, I teach at three different schools. I gig almost every other day. So it's, it's, wow. uh, it's, a, it's a lot of work, but uh, it will survive. Yeah. yeah.
1: And gigging every other day would that be particularly tough to get by during COVID?
0: yeah well during covid I think um it was it was a really big hit for all of us musicians because our entire job is to not be in our house, be outside, be playing be teaching yeah but it also i think it also opened some doors for us, which uh, we aren't we weren't fully aware of, which is the online industry of of mm. teaching and playing you know um there were a lot of online gigs happening all the time, and people were still buying tickets as if they were at the show, you know that was something, but I think for me. Um, weirdly, I started getting more people interested in lessons with me because COVID made them stay at home and they had more time in their hands. Yeah. So people were actually more available to to get together for a lesson because they know they're not going anywhere. They're in their apartment, <laughs> you know. So all those hundreds of people that messaged me, they're like, "Hey, man, I want to take a lesson. Just life is busy. I can't. I can't do it right now. I'll, I'll let you know as soon as that happens." All of those people got together and they all hit me up. So. Yeah. Which was which was a good thing, you yeah. know, <laughs> but now now things are all in person, and now I now it's a, it's it's a, it's a combination of online and in person because I feel like also the, the COVID thing kind of made us a little lazy. Yeah, <laughs> we'd rather do online than. Uh, Take commute to an hour lesson that's far away. (laughs) Yeah, that's for
1: sure. I think a lot of people now are just enjoying staying at home, watching the telly instead of going out.
0: I think I still have a few friends that aren't musicians, but like Mm. that used to have full-time working job at an office, but then transitioned to online because of COVID and now stuck to that. Now they just stay at home and work, you know. Which just, yeah. I think that's great.
1: Yeah. I don't know anyone that worked from home and then went back to work fully. They've only sort of partly went back.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And I think it's more, um, it's it's a little better To Mm. work from home because you want to get things done at home (laughs) and and do it in your comfort level because you can work as much as you want you know Mm. and and take your time to do it so it's pretty i think it's like time time efficient yeah
1: so what are you most proud of in your musical career so far
0: I think one of the things that I would say I'm proud of and I give credit to my parents and for support a lot, a lot is my education. Mm. You know, I have an undergrad from school in LA. I went to Berkeley and I got an undergrad. in like a dual a major. I got my master's here at NEC and uh, in jazz. And I think um, this process of education has really changed me as a person, as a player. I'm also continuing to pursue my education and wanting to get a, a doctorate soon. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, my, um, you know, and I, I teach at a couple of colleges here. And uh, it's just the world of education has kind of matured me in a lot of ways, of thinking of teaching in, in music. So I think uh, apart from, I can't really talk much about how I am as a as a player. Because as musicians, we are all very critical about ourselves. Yeah. So our, uh, our good things are only about the good things. That people have to say about us, <laughs> rather yeah. than something that we have to say about ourselves. That's not. Um, so I mean, I'll just leave that to the audience. So people that listen to my music, if they like it or not. <laughs> But in, in just if something, I, if there's something I could be proud of, is probably where I am um, educationally and how I'm able to offer that back to people, if yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, what's coming up for you? Have you got any more sort of songs and pieces of music coming out and things you're working on?
0: Sure, totally. Um, there's a lot of stuff I have. My friend, Henry Godfrey, who's a jazz composer here in Boston, he's releasing his big band album, mm. um, which is a lot of, tw- like 20 people in a band, and it's really wow. hard to schedule, but we, <laughs> we got it together, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a big, really big band, and his album's coming out this year, and I'm playing in all of the music, I have all the solo, so that's really exciting, and probably there's going to be some kind of playing and touring for that mm. uh, in the future. Um the the other one is I just recorded my jazz trio, just called, it called j- a Trio, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's eight songs that I just recorded in a, in a studio and with a uh, really amazing bass player and a drummer. And um, the album's currently being mixed, and uh, then it's going to get mastered, and I'm going to set a date to release it this year, I mm-hmm. feel, in a few months, in my opinion, as soon as things yeah. get done. Um, and then I'm gonna try and get a tour for that. I don't know, um, if, if, if there are people listening to this in, in like, Boston in some ways, um, I'm playing a show this, uh, this Saturday here in Boston where at the Lilypad, which is a very known venue in Boston, and I'm playing all my music from my album, uh, oh. for the first time live. So that is something that's coming up. <laughs>
1: yeah, that sounds exciting. Well, in the meantime, yeah. where are we able to keep up to date with you and find your education services everywhere if we're interested?
0: I think, uh, I think everything is well and provided on my, either my Facebook or Instagram. Instagram is more common for me yeah. because uh, that's where I get the most amount of requests for lessons, educational material, as well as shows. And I keep that very updated on when I'm playing, where I'm playing, what I'm releasing. Um, more, than, more than Facebook, I feel Facebook is just send the material out yeah. when you have it. <laughs> Instagram is kind of the place to build people up and lead them to the material, you know. Mm. You can't really post the song on Instagram, but yeah. you, uh, you can always tell them that it's coming. Mm. <laughs> and Facebook will definitely have the song. That's kind of how it works. Yeah. I'm sorry.
1: Someone's in a rush to get home for yeah. tea Yeah <laughs>
0: I live right in the centre of uh, Boston's heart So uh, I'm like in the most busy street Of the place It's <laughs> always very loud And fun <laughs> to be here Yeah,
1: well, yeah. on that bombshell And many thanks for coming on the show today It's been great to have you on
0: Absolutely, Absolutely. it was a pleasure Really nice to meet you and talk to you the Lotto jackpot's been won again. Already, that's three times in just three months. The National Lottery. It could be you. Play responsibly. Play for fun. Oh yeah!
1: Hey! Yeah! Hey! hey. The throbbing pulse. On